there, of course, are anniversaries being held around the, the country at the moment uh, from the awful cyclones in Auckland, of course, it was... Uh, it was the anniversary weekend event that wrought such disaster, but on the east coast and in Hawke's Bay, uh, it was Cyclone Gabriel. And Lauren Crimp is based in Napier for RNZ. Lauren, thanks very much for being with us. Good morning. Morena, Catherine. It's almost hard to believe it's been a year, and what a hell of a long year for so many people. Oh, it is hard to believe. And look, that's kind of the, the talk of the town at the moment, is really reflecting on that time um the day the weeks months and the year that's followed um reflecting on obviously remembering those who sadly passed away um and and also those who lost everything during that cyclone but also the strength in community you know i was at an event um over the weekend that was designed for or put together sorry to uh, celebrate volunteers and first responders um, and really just amazing stories about uh, what Prime Minister Christopher Luxon called the best of New Zealand and it truly was during that time the community rallying together to help each other out. Let's, uh, obviously that reflection is a huge part of this and, and we've seen evidence of that in various forums uh, over the past few days but let's just catch up with where people's lives are at I guess, the good news and, and then those who are still very much in limbo. Indeed, and look, it is the limbo that's um, a year on really um, coming to the fore. Um, you know, tomorrow it's it's one year on, but there are still going to be people who are waking up in, in marae, at friends' houses, in camper vans and cabins, uh, but not at home. Um, I spoke to one couple recently uh, who live in rural Hastings, Cynthia and Raymond Green. Um, they've been living on a caravan in their property since May. And she told me, uh, Cynthia told me, she's shed more tears in the last year than before, ever before in her life. Um, it's been hugely emotional seeing the place that she spent her entire life, her entire 70 years, just ruined. And look, they still don't know what they're going to do. They have just received an insurance payout. Um, but uh, to get their house rebuilt, it'll be another two years. And that's another two years living living in a caravan. Um, and, and that's one couple, you know, that there's stories like this all over the region. Um, in Wairua, for example, further north, uninsurance is a huge problem. Um, I heard Craig Little told a morning report program yesterday there are more than a hundred households that simply can't afford to repair them. Um, the chair of post settlement organisation up there, Tato Tato Otiwairoa, Leon Symes said, "Look, they are getting some funding um, being drip, drip fed, sorry, through um, Tipuni Kokiri, um, but these Fano are living in, in cabins on their land, and they can't can't do that forever. So, look, there are people who are still um, pretty desperate, to be honest, and still living in very trying conditions." Where are the buyouts at, the buyouts that have been agreed? Yeah, so those are very much underway um, in Hawke's Bay, so Hastings and Napier, um, and two have actually settled so far in Hawke's Bay. So two households have have received their payouts and and can move on um, with their lives. Um, There is a big bit of an argument going on here at the moment, though. Um, Hastings District Council um, is mulling over whether those who received full insurance payouts for their Category 3 homes, um, which included demolition costs, uh, should pay for part of that demolition. 
the council saying, you know, that that's fair and that demolition costs shouldn't land on them when these homeowners have been paid out for it. But these homeowners are, are saying, look, we, we don't have anything more to give. You know, we've given everything. Uh, and despite the fact that we've got full insurance payouts, um, it's still not enough for for a like-for-like like solution. So, again, that's a um, taking a really huge emotional toll and that, that um, argument is still ongoing and still being considered by council. Um, but, look, another point to make, Catherine, is um, the buyouts of Māori land, whenua Māori. That's a completely separate process. Um, because it's multiply owned land, it's being run separately by central government. So it is a little bit trickier than, than buying out, um, you know, sole title land. But the process is slow, you know. Um, Marae, Iwi, Hapu are watching these buyouts for single title land go ahead and there's still no word yet on what their buyout process process is. Um, I spoke to Ngāti Kahununu Chair Baden Barber recently and he said he gave the Prime Minister a pretty clear message uh, that it's too slow and it needs to speed up. These whānau need some certainty. All right, I, I think uh, we confirm we have the Wairua Mayor on first tomorrow, actually, just to talk through in a bit more detail what's happening in that district and um, and the very sort of specific uh, issues that it has faced. Lauren, what's planned for tomorrow in Napier and in the Bay for commemoration? Yeah, there are going to be services across the region. Actually kicking off in Wairua, um, I'll be heading up there tonight because tomorrow there's a, a dawn service happening there. Um, uh, a hikoi, actually, a 1.8 kilometre hikoi through the town um, and, you know, some speeches, um, karakia, a bit of a commemoration service, and that will follow on throughout the district um, beginning about 11 o'clock tomorrow um, with services in Napier, Hastings, Central Hawke's Bay, and uh, communities themselves are holding their own services too at things like local halls and churches and that kind of thing. So it's going to be a really good opportunity for, for people to sort of stop and reflect. Look, and some people, for some people that's really hard and they don't want to. It's a real struggle to remember and, and talk about what's happened. Um, but for others, it's it's a good chance to be together, um, remember what happened, remember those whose lives that were lost, um, and also reflect on what has been, you know, even though it's been slow, some massive progress over the last 12 months on getting the region back on its feet. Look, I think the other thing the Mayor might suggest also is he's still saying, gosh, I try to remember the figure late last year, still $140, 150000000 million worth of, you know, work that needs to be done. And unfortunately, as with disasters, Christchurch will tell you this, anyone will tell you this, everyone's hearts and souls are genuinely there, but then life goes back in other parts of the country. And the one thing about a time like this is just bringing the spotlight back on to what the needs still are. Um, people in the district know that, but but for everybody else, Lauren. And speaking of which, can we talk about, um, long dubbed, of course, the beautiful fruit bowl of Aotearoa, or fruit bowl of the country, an amazing um, producer of um, horticulture in particular uh, in, in uh, Hawke's Bay, but this impact on soils and uh, viticulture as well, of course, on soils and um, and on production of many of our most beloved fruits and vegetables. We, where are things are at? What is the industry saying? Yeah, look, I caught up um, just last week with the Hawke's Bay Fruit Growers Association president, Bryden Nisbet. Uh, he lives in, in rural Hastings in Pukitapu, drove out to his orchard there and 
Oh, it was a sight to behold, Catherine. There's there's fruit on the trees. It was a beautiful day. The colour is popping, and he was just absolutely stoked to where his orchard has got back to. Um, but look, it's been a lot of hard graft to get there. We spoke about the fact that while some orchardists are like him, you know, pretty much um, after a big shift back on their feet, they're still producing. Um, others are, are still really struggling, and actually. An important uh, thing to note, when the Prime Minister visited over the weekend, he announced another $63 million for silt removal um, here in Hawke's Bay in Tairawhiti. $40 million of that is going to be in Hawke's Bay. And um, yeah, Fruit Growers Association President Bryden Nisbet said that was just a huge relief because so many of these producers are still sitting with land blanketed in silt that they can do absolutely nothing with you know they're just losing money um so they will be able to now with that money to get most of the silt removed and get back on their feet um Bryden Nisbet said that um, last month there were concerns around um, lack of apples. Uh, you might have noticed, listeners may have noticed um, a bit of a shortage on the supermarket shelves There's there. A lot but, of discussion um, about where are all the apples <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes, but Bryden assured me that it was just a small hiatus before the latest yeah. harvest hit the shelves. And look, people shouldn't worry. Um, there will the fruit bowl, you know, does still remain. It is still yeah. strong. Yes, people are struggling, but. Um, the industry's doing okay, and that's due to a lot of hard graft over the last year. And for the Coomera lovers, I think we got the same story from the growers in Northland. Um, Indeed, that, that, yeah. it's actually a, there's an there's an element of timing, uh, of season timing, harvest timing as well. Wonderful. Yes. Well, let's change tack a bit now. I believe Central Hawke's Bay is well, it's attractive for many things, but it's proving attractive to bats. Now, first of all, they're great pollinators, but are they also causing a bit of trouble? Not not so much a bit of trouble, um, perhaps more a, a bit of confusion. Yeah, look, this is um, a great story I came across. There's a colony of long-tailed bats. And now remembering this is... Um, these are, are critically endangered in Aotearoa. You might remember... Um, a year, a couple of years ago, 2021, I think it um, was infamous for taking out Bird of the Year, and there was uproar because bats aren't birds. But the whole point was to shed light on the fact that um, these mammals are critically endangered. Um, but look, you wouldn't think you'd find them roosting in a farm shed in Central Hawke's Bay, but that's where they've been found. Um, the landowner there was out out milking the cows with his um, nieces, and all of a sudden these swallows he described them as started flitting around about his head and they thought what are these turned out to be bats um so i caught up with conservationist kay griffiths she runs the conservation company and she's calling the district bat central um not because necessarily there's a large population but the fact they're so widespread in such a fragmented agricultural landscape you know you usually think of finding um, bats roosting in dense bush and forest and that kind of thing um, but Kay says, look, it is actually quite concerning that these bats have been found roosting in a shed because it probably indicates that their usual, usual roosts are gone. Um, there's been a lot of development in Central Hawke's Bay and a lot of cutting down of old, um, big exotic trees. Um, so they're losing, if you like, their, their natural habitat. But um, Kay and team are on a mission to protect them. So though the bats will, um, I'm told, start moving from this roost once breeding season is over, uh, looking to find new spots. So the mission is um, to band them and follow them and find out where those new roosts are um, and ensure that those can be protected.
There you go. They are very cute little fellows, but it's a little known fact about the pollination role of bats, actually, um, because a lot of people find them a little bit creepy. Are the locals <laughs> chill with their bats? Look, look to be honest, um, I, I was... I was one of the team that found them a little bit creepy, but I did get the chance to get up close and personal. And honestly, they're just so cute. They're so tiny, fit in the palm of your hand. Um, they, they weigh less than t- 20 grams. They're soft and fluffy. Um, you, you just can't help but love them. So you can understand why we want to protect them. Yeah. And of course, as you say, that important pollinator role as well. Definitely need protecting. I think it's because they move so quickly. I think that's what freaks people out they a are little speedy. bit about bats. Yeah. yeah. Lauren, yeah. thank you very much. Lauren Crimp with RNZ and Napier. Nearly 11 o'clock. We'll get the latest RNZ news. Uh, Business Desk's Investigations Editor,